Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so thankful today for your goodness and your mercy and your love that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit today as our teacher and our guide, leading us into all the truth. Thank you for the revelation and understanding of you and all that you are doing in the world, in the earth, and in our lives today. We give you all the praise. Thank you for opening hearts and minds and giving eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you brought your Bible with you today or your Bible app, open that up and go with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. What a blessing it is to be in the midst of God's corporate presence. He's in our lives individually, but I tell you, when we get together, there's something special about it. There's something mighty and powerful, and you might be able to already experience and sense the, that there's something unique in the atmosphere here. And I tell you, it's not something we're looking forward to and something we're wanting to come some way, someday down the road. This is the reality of God's presence, and it's here, and it's here right now. Amen. You need answers. You need help. You have a desire to experience and know God on a greater level. You don't have to, you don't have to wait and put this off into the future. You made it. You are here today, and God is in your midst. God is working in your life right now. And He is revealing things to your heart and your mind, and you'll see things clearer today when you leave than when you came. Yeah, there's a constant activity of God's Spirit working in our lives. And as we follow that and yield to that, we'll see Him work more and more and more. Amen. And you can take that to the bank. First Peter chapter 3. We started this series about a month ago. It's called Ready with an Answer. I want to read this opening scripture again. We've read it a few times if you've been here. If you haven't been here, go online and download th- this message. Listen to it. Watch it. Do whatever. It's free of charge. It'll help you tremendously. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. It, it reads, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready. Everybody say, Be ready. Be ready. To give a defense. To everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And so we're instructed in Scripture as believers uh, to be prepared, to be ready, and to have answers. All right? When people say, what's the deal with you, man? What's going on? Why are you different? Why are you changed? Why, why this hope in you? You should have intelligent, logical answers, defenses. Okay? Amplified Bible reads this way. But in your hearts, set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you, uh, excuse me, anyone who asks you to account for the hope that is in you, but do it courteously and respectfully. And so we are stirring up some answers. We are getting ready to defend. Amen. Defenders of the faith. Yeah, yeah. Last week we were we, we spent some time talking and answering the question, why are there so many religions? And I think that's a question a lot of people have. A lot of people seeking God have. A lot of people inquiring as to heaven and hell and my future and my eternity and my relationship with God and His help or what appears to be a lack thereof sometimes. Uh, people are asking questions and that's a good question that deserves a good answer. Amen. So we answered that question. Of course, we know that the problem is not that we just need to curb sinful behavior. 
religion tries to do that. Uh, but what, what we seek is the removal of the sin nature. That can only happen through the new birth. You must be born again. Outside of that, Jesus said you can't see the kingdom of God. And so how many recognize that we can, as individuals, be wrong about certain things about God and yet still have a relationship with Him? Well, when I got, when I got saved, I, I couldn't explain to you hardly anything that I could explain to you today. I didn't have the depth of knowledge or experience, uh, relationship with God, but I did believe that He loved me, that Jesus died on the cross and paid for my sins, and that's about all I knew. And, and I received that, and I was changed. Uh, but, but when in your life, when you, when you got saved, if you have been, you know, could you explain the Trinity, the Godhead? Could you, could you talk about man's fallen redemption? You know, could you, could you intelligently discuss the blood covenant of God, between God and man? Uh, probably not any of these things could be very well articulated or understood or, or maybe even discussed at all, um, but you still receive salvation. Huh? Now, there are believers, there are many believers who have bad doctrine, meaning, uh, you know, they're unlearned or sometimes mistaught. doesn't mean they're not saved. doesn't mean they're not going to heaven. But our goal is not just to bring people to the Lord. We want to win the lost, but we also want to teach the saved. Because once you come into the family of God, you're now a representative. You're now His ambassador. You now speak the words of God. And so you have to have some kind of of teaching, uh, training. You need some revelation, knowledge, some understanding. So that when you speak about the Lord, you can do it accurately. And you can be correct. Amen. Praise God. And so we want to uh, continue to do that. Now, today in particular, I want to focus in on this answer. All right. Are you ready for this? This this is an answer, a defense that we should all have and carry around with us all day long. And that is this. God is obvious. God is obvious. Say, well, no, he's not. Well, yes, he is. If you're looking in the right place, you will always come to him. You will find he is very, very obvious. And he has become to me more obvious than he has been in times past. Already, I don't know what you're experiencing or what's happening in your life. Already, just from being in church today, God is more real to me. It just keeps going up. It just keeps increasing. It's nice. Yeah. Now you might be familiar with this verse. Uh, In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. If you are, good for you. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 reads this way. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. People are often often looking for proof. Prove God to me. Prove that God is or something about Him. How does the proving of God take place in our lives? Here's how it does. It comes when a person's mind is renewed producing a transformation 
And then it, it is walked out and it becomes obvious that God is involved. And that's it. I'm done. No. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a reason. I'm, I'm just saying there was so much in that if you think about it. There is a reason why God has chosen to reveal himself to humanity through us. We are, as the scriptures say, living epistles. We are letters from God to the world. It's not all just about words on a page. It's not all just about what was spoken. But it is about how an individual who receives what is spoken, how it changes them to such a dramatic degree that they become literally the letter from God to the world. That their life is living proof and evidence of God's love, His reality, His creative power, everything. You are proof. I am proof, evidence of God. How am I that? By my transformed life. Yeah. And it it, it seems that the more a person takes steps toward God, the reality of God becomes more and more clear. The more I walk towards Him, the more I see Him, and He is real to me. The closer I get, the less fog there is, the less uncertainty, the less lack of understanding. But the further I back away from Him, the more It is uncertain and unclear. I prove God like this. Every time he speaks, every time he moves, he reveals, I go closer to him and it becomes obvious and it becomes transformational in my life to this end that I can't deny it. That it would be very, very difficult for me to say, what do you mean if? What do you mean I don't know? Don't you see this? That's like saying I don't believe in air. Well, I just don't believe in air. Well, dude, it's everywhere. How can you deny the existence, the reality of the air? And God can be so real and so uh, strong in a person's life that it is that logical, that it is that obvious as the air. What do you mean the water's wet? Well, not everybody believes it's wet. Well, it just is. And I've come to experience that. Amen. And and, and so, uh, he's obvious. I think God is obvious to everyone at some point. At some point in their life, he's obvious through creation. He's obvious through conscience. He's obvious through some other... uh, demonstration of his might and power and love but here's the thing if i turn my back on the lord it changes things if i turn my back on you today and i look this way long enough after a while i might begin to question whether you're even there I mean, I haven't looked at you for so long. I haven't heard anything. It's 
Anything you do gets quieter and quieter and let... After, if I stay this way, if I walk this way long enough, eventually I might even conclude that you're not real. I might conclude that you don't even exist. And I tell you, this is, there's a reality to God and He is so obvious, but then there's our part in that. And we cause that to increase or we cause that to decrease, depending on what we do with it. I heard the gospel and believed it many years ago. It may have been unexplainable to me. It may have been, I couldn't say much about it at the time. But since then, I've proved it. I've proved it. Now, I'm not just talking about through science and archaeology and some of the defenses that people bring for the, you know, the validity and accuracy of Scripture and, and all these things that are wonderful and great. I've studied some of that, and it's amazing. But I've proved it personally. I've proved the will of God through, I'm going to take that word, and I'm going to think it. I'm going to adjust my life around it, and there God is. He manifests all over it because it's of Him. When something is truly, legitimately of God, someone embraces that reality, that truth, it becomes obvious that it is God. And you follow that path long enough, and it is absolutely absurd to you that anyone would, would, would think otherwise. It becomes, what do you mean? You don't see this? You don't understand? How can you not? It's like, <laughs> maybe you've done this before. I think, I think I've done this. Lord, what should I do? Show yourself to me. I just can't seem to see. I can't, I don't really know where you are. Until, what? You've been there the whole time? You've been right in front of me the whole, yes. Yes. We need to take whatever he has done in us, whatever he has shown to us, whatever we have experienced that was from Him in, at any time in the past, and let it set as concrete in our minds. What happens is people get away from it, and they had a dramatic reality of God at one point, but they've turned and they've looked the other way, and now they question it. Now they say, I don't even know if that's real. I don't even know if, that's, if that was really God. It totally was, but you've just been looking the wrong way too long. You forgot. Forgetting is a problem. Amen. But there's help. (laughs) There is absolutely help. And uh, I'm going to help you with that some more today. Uh, Look with me at John chapter chapter 4. If God is not obvious to you, then how is he going to be obvious to anyone through you? In John chapter 4, Jesus had this encounter with a woman. This is a story called the woman at the well. Uh, Jesus met 
there and there was this Samaritan woman and I want to get into all the history and details of, of that conversation but in the process of this Jesus started talking to her about living water as they were drawing natural water and basically it had to do with life had to do with eternal life and uh, at one point Jesus said to the woman why don't you go get your husband she said I don't have one he said oh yeah you've had five and you're shacked up now with some dude you're not married to and she went I perceive that you are a prophet right because she knew he was totally right he totally read her mail got in her business and and her mind was opened to more of what he had to say right and obviously the Lord wasn't condemning her you see by the result but he was stating a fact a reality of her sinful life and her condition and how she needed some water (laughs) she needed some living water and I tell you everybody needs some of this living water Uh, but let's read over here John 4 verse 28 the woman then left the water pot went her way to the city and said to the men come see a man who told me all things that I ever did I don't know if she rehearsed those things with them but she said he told me all these stuff she she said could this be the Christ then they went out of the city and came to him how did this go down that she got all the men in her city to go see Jesus she recounted what he did what God did in her life she acknowledged man this is no ordinary meeting here this is no ordinary Jew something happened here this was a life-changing moment I got to tell you you guys I'm asking you guys think this could be the Christ think he could be the Savior the Messiah think he could be the one how did she get to that point she experienced God and she told that story to others who then came looking themselves still works that way still supposed to work that way skip down look with me at verse 39 it reads and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified Wow! why do you believe in him if you do probably because of the word of someone else who testified that's why they came he told me all that I ever did verse 40 so so when the Samaritans had come to him they urged him to stay with them and he stayed there two days verse 41 and many more believed because of his own word you see this is how God is working then how was working then how he is working today is he reveals himself and becomes so blatantly obvious to one person they acknowledge that that increases in their life they share it with someone else and the other person sees how real and how obvious it is to them I remember sharing sharing years ago with a a particular woman we were in some meetings and God was moving the spirit I was just stirred up I was excited for the things of God and I went to start to tell her uh, what was going on and and to try to get her to come and I was talking and God did this and he revealed here and this person got healed and this happened and she stopped and said you're like glowing 
What, 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 what was that? That was God reaching out to her by what I saw was obvious about God's working. But it needs to be very, very clear. These many more people believed because they then came to Jesus themselves. How are other people going to come to Jesus themselves? By hearing what we have to say. By hearing what's going on in our lives. Whether it's, it can be a, a myriad of different things from answered prayers to miracles and healings to this. Man, he read my mail. He told me everything I did. I think he's the one. I'm pretty sure there's something going on here. This is the real deal. And you guys need to come and check this out. And I hear stories. And there are most likely individuals here today. And you might be just like, oh, yeah, well, I'll go and check things out. I hear stories of people coming in and they're not sure about us. They're not sure about what's going on here. They don't know if this is real. This is... Uh, just a religious bunch of junk, uh, but I hear the end of so many of these stories, and they come to realize, this is the real thing. Amen. He did this, Amen. and I was changed, and my life has changed, and my body was healed, and, 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 and I love it. God is so obvious. He's, he's more real than the air, and yet we use that every day. Look at 1 John, 1 John chapter 1. That'd be a right turn. See, there's John and then there's one John. One, yeah. <laughs> they named people strange in those days. You know, like there's 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. If you didn't get that, it's okay. Some people did, and that's enough for me. First uh, John chapter 1. Notice with me over here in verse 1. 1 John 1, verse 1. So three ones. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Look at the, listen to the language here. Which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. What's the basis for this writing? What's the basis for the testimony? I was there. I saw it. I heard it. I handled with my own hands. This is a real life experience with God that I had. Amen. Goes on to say, the, verse 2, the life was manifested. What's that? Manifest means it's made obvious. It's made so clear it's right there in front of you. This life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. Well, what if you haven't seen or heard anything? You don't have much to say. He said that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship was with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God has always been interested in show and tell. Not just tell. He wants to show and has been continually throughout history showing himself to people 
And then the words go with that, but they confirm one another. There is the, the hearing, and there is the seeing. I know faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing. But when you act on what you've heard, you prove the will of God. You prove it out, the obvious nature of God's reality in your life. My life is just different now. It's changed, and it couldn't have been that way any other way. God is obvious to me. Many uh, who focus on the subject of apologetics, which basically uh, the word that we're using here, answer or defense from our text, is the root word, the Greek word, where apologetics comes from, all right? And, and I love that stuff, and some people teach that a lot, but many times they focus solely on uh, historical arguments, uh, you know, the archaeology, the science, and, and those type of things, and, and proving stuff from that standpoint. And, I, you know, again, I love that. I do that. We've done some of that in this series. Uh, but I think there's an element that we should never leave out of our answer for the hope that's in us. And that is the reality of God moving today in our lives. I'm right here. You're right here. We see each other. We know each other. We know what's real. And we know what is really happening. There's Sometimes you hear stories from the other side of the planet. And you wonder, you know, is that real? Is that the real thing? Is that that really true? Well, what what about it when it's you? Your family member. Your neighbor. That person who, who goes to your life group. That person. It just, what happens is the obvious reality of God increases to you. You not only have the Word. You not only have the fulfilled prophecy. You not only have some of these other underlying foundations and bases for your faith. You see Him working all the time. And you get to a point like you want to roll your eyes at someone questioning it. It's like, serious? Uh, Hello? But be, why? Not that you would mock someone else because you used to be there. And if you remember, you say, yeah, I get that. But I don't get it anymore. I understand, but I don't. Because it's so clear. God speaks to me. When I pray, things happen. It's just the reality of this life. We need to include amongst all of our discussions and, and defenses and answers the reality of the obvious constant move of God's Spirit in us and around us continually. And we can stir these things up. Let me give you a, a few examples today. This person said, I was born with a deaf ear and could not hear anything at all. I went to the doctor's. And they said it was a birth defect and nothing could be done. Recently, I had been praying and fasting about it. The biggest thing for me uh, to overcome was my doubt. I knew God healed, but I also thought that it wasn't my time and the physical results would come later. Then Pastor Mark spoke about how if you hire a painter to paint your house, he doesn't paint it and then the color shows up later. Now, this is just me talking. I think that's a good illustration. 
he went on to say, it shows up right then. I resolved in my heart that this would be the last day I would be deaf in my left ear and that God has healed me. When they laid hands and prayed for me, I didn't feel anything physically change. I just suddenly could hear. It's hard to describe how my hearing changed when when I've only heard from one ear, but it's kind of like my entire left side woke up. God is the healer. When you believe in your heart that what he said in his word is true, God is able to work miracles in your life. To God be the glory. He was, he was sitting right there, right here in the first service. I had him wave his hand at everybody. Got hearing issues? There's an answer to that, by the way. God's no respecter of persons. Here's another one. A little bit longer. When I was playing sports at a competitive level, I noticed I had serious trouble breathing. After some time, I went to the doctor and was diagnosed with asthma when I was 15 years old. The doctor couldn't believe I had gone that long and played competitively without any medication. Even with being in great shape, tests showed I had a quarter of the lung capacity of someone with a sedentary lifestyle. Since then, I have used a variety of medications, inhalers and steroids, most of which were daily. I have tried countless means of healing, including acupuncture. My asthma has sent me to the ER and given me true terror of not being able to breathe to sustain life. After exercise especially, my voice would even change because I didn't have enough capacity to inhale air when speaking. I have refused to let asthma be debilitating. However, it's been a very frightening disease to live with at times. Since moving to Boise, I take a preventative pill every morning and use an inhaler daily before exercise. The medications have allowed me to stay extremely active and healthy. I have played and still play many sports throughout the years. I have made it part of my lifestyle to exercise and stay active. However, there are times when I just cannot breathe. I need to quit whatever I'm doing and wait, sometimes a day. For the tightness in my chest to subside. After hearing uh, Pastor teach the, a message on God's best and believing in that for my life, my husband brought up my asthma. He asked if I had thought about going to a healing meeting to be healed of asthma. I had always accepted the disease as part of my life, never questioned it, almost as if it was my middle name. How many people have done that? Well, I'm just a. They'll say it as often as they say their name. She was that way. I felt ashamed that not once had I thought God might want something more for me. Immediately, I started praying and trusting the Lord would heal me. We attended the healing meeting, and during the laying on of hands, I felt the strongest presence from the Lord. Pastor Mark prayed for me, and at once, my airways opened, and I felt almost lightheaded. He asked if I felt my airways open, and I was so overwhelmed, I just said, I don't know. (laughs) The next day, I woke up feeling no restriction in my airway. Instead of usual breathing through a straw feeling, my entire chest had been opened. I didn't know someone could breathe as I was breathing. I decided to go for a run and chose the most difficult, running sprints on a track. I had never breathed so easily. 
my airways continued to stay open. And breathing this way was an entirely new experience for me. 15 plus years of medication, struggle and wheezing to no problems at all. It brought tears to my eyes on the track. I lifted my hands up to the Lord in glorious thanks. For he had redeemed me from my asthma. Hallelujah. Praise him forever. Amen. Her name is, uh, is uh, Megan. She was sitting right over here first service. Th- these things are happening every week, by the way. Constantly. I get reports every single week. This is, they're not all the same. They're, they're good. You know, a couple weeks ago, I, I was getting ready on a Wednesday afternoon. I was praying in the Spirit, getting ready for that service. And I had, had this direction on the inside to get people filled with the Spirit, to, be, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I thought, okay, that's one thing I know to do. That's all I knew to do in the service that night. And, and so we did, and come to find out afterwards, after the service, uh, the Bible school, college students were praying before the service, and they were praying that very same thing, that God would fill people with the Spirit that night. They'd receive that in, in, in that service. There was no communication between the two of us. We're separated. I come in here. I stand right here in, in one part of that service. I say, we're going to get people baptized in the Spirit. I'm just acting on this. What I, I, I taught for a few minutes, and, and I, thought, I said, I'm thinking there's be a handful of people that come down. About 25 people came down to the front. The power of God went on them. They were filled with the Spirit and they spoke in tongues. It's just a constant, God speaks and things happen. We listen, we hear, we pray it out. And there's a manifestation of God all over the place, all the time. And if we pay attention, He is so obvious. Way more obvious than the air. Yeah. Here's another one. This woman said 2014 and part of 2015 were very difficult years for me. I lived with horrible symptoms for over a year for unknown reasons until I was diagnosed with a tumor in December of 2015. I lived with daily headaches, nausea, joint pain, fogginess, extreme fatigue, fertility problems, and so much more. That had become my new normal. On April 22, 2015, when Pastor Hagen was here, she said, I, I drove to the church that Wednesday night, and I knew my life was going to change. It was healing night. How could it not? I had gone up for healing before, but I wasn't ready. That's a word for some. You didn't get it before. That's not the end of the story. Keep that Word document open for you to finish your testimony. So that evening... As I drove to church, I asked God if He wanted me to go up for healing. I, can't, I can still hear it so clearly. He said, you're ready. It was the most amazing, life-changing night of my life. As soon as hands were laid on me, I felt the Holy Spirit rush through my body. In that moment, I knew I was healed. I can still feel that rush of heat tingling, electrifying moment today as it brings me to tears. There is nothing like it. God also told me that it would be one year for a baby. Remember part of the problem from the tumor? Fertility issues. Ever since that day, my symptoms have been gone. And with that, within that year, I became pregnant and am now expecting another child. 
Her name is Sarah. She's working in our children's ministry right now as we speak. These go on and on and on. I have another long one. I won't read it right now. We'll read it another time. Pancreatic cancer. They, it was bad news. And she came to a healing service. And, and Doug, our children's minister director, laid hands on her. And they went back and they scoped around, however they do that, for an hour and a half. Gone. Amen. Totally gone. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that normal? That's the normal Christian life. God is so real, and we just need to stay focused. Keep looking on Him. Remind ourselves that they're happening all the time, all around us. And if it's not clear to you, you're looking in the wrong place, dude. I'm telling you, you start opening your eyes, you'll start seeing God move every day, all the time, all around you. It's continuing to happen, and the more you look, the more it increases. What's the reason for the hope that is in you? Man, God is obvious. He just keeps doing things. He keeps showing himself in various ways. To this end, I can't deny it. Jesus told some individuals in his day, he said, Some of you guys, unless you see a sign, you will by no means believe. Now, that's not a compliment, by the way. That speaks to some some issues. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't have a ministry without those signs and wonders. And how in the world are we supposed to do what Jesus did without the same power that he had? We can't. We're not able to. And we're not supposed to. And we don't have to. Because the same spirit that anointed Jesus has anointed us. And we live in that same presence of God today that he had on his life. And we scatter throughout the, vill- throughout the cities and villages. That's what he did. We don't have villages here, I think. Maybe Cuna, that's a village. But, uh, <laughs> but we go out throughout the cities, uh, through our jobs, our neighborhoods. Where? We carry the presence of God and, and eyes that are open. So we can speak. To this end, with there's something about our speech that it sounds to you like this is really real. The way you talk about God is different than all these religious people. The way you talk about the Lord, it's not the same. It's like you know Him. And yes, we do. Yes, I do. And yes, I can tell you, for hours, some of the many great things that God has done. And by next week, I'll have something else to say. Why? Because he's at work. He's at work in this service right now. There's a work of the Spirit of God. It can't be seen. Sometimes it can be felt. Sometimes it can be seen with moves of God's Spirit. Generally speaking, though, you don't see him, but it's very real. And we acknowledge that. Amen. The way to a life of darkness is to not acknowledge and not be thankful for what God is doing in your life. You go into a darker place when you, when, you, when you do that. But the more you acknowledge Him, His presence, and thank Him for it, bam, the light gets brighter. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here. Thank you for your presence. Oh, for the manifestation of you. We believe and we acknowledge your work, your spiritual might and power, working in lives today, working in lives today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
We give you all the thanks, all the praise for every good thing happening, every good thing that is taking place in our lives, in our midst. You continually show us things and answer prayer and change lives. We're so thankful for that. We give you all the praise for it. Man, the Spirit of God is just nice, just precious in here, moving, flowing. I keep, I keep hearing this on the inside, something about tubes. Tubes. And I'm not, I'm not medically inclined enough to be able to describe all the places of the body that there might be tubes. But it's, I think it's in, in, in here, and I know there's something to do. I, I know that can be involved in pregnancy and stuff, right? Maybe there's other tubes. There's ears, but I don't think it's ears. It might be, though, hey. But if you got something going on with, you got tubal problems. I want you just to lay your hands on yourself. And right now, the Spirit of God works in you to heal that. Thank you, Father, for your, your anointing right now. Holy Spirit, you just work right on them now. In Jesus' name, I command those bodies to be healed. And all that stuff to open up, function perfectly, normally, freely as it ought to. Thank you, Lord, for the healing of these bodies. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. Sometimes people have trouble with their vision, but it's not that they can't see. It's that they can't see colors. They call that what? Colorblind. You can't see the right colors. You could look really bad when you dress. color blindness color blindness that's you lay your hands on your eyes in the name of Jesus thank you father right now I command those eyes to be healed and their their eyes to be normal to see the full range of colors that they're supposed to see accurately <laughs> in Jesus name Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. God is good. Maybe you need to look at one of those books where you draw the, see the numbers and stuff in the little dots. You ever done that? Watch, you'll see them now. Whoop, whoop. Watch. Watch. It's more real than the air. God's more real than anything you see or feel. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for what you're doing in us. For the individuals in despair. For the individual that wants to give it up and throw it away. In despair. Right now, Father, wrap your arms around that individual. Shower them with your love and your joy and hope for tomorrow. Come on, open your mind to the Lord as He ministers to you. He's real. 
He's turning your life around today. This is a new day. This is a new day. It'll never be the same. Father, thank you for ministering to these. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Amen. Before I move further and finish up, I'm not going to ask you to say anything or do anything or reveal anything more. But how many would lift your hand and say, one of those things that you prayed for, you called out, you said, that was me. Lift up your hand in the air. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. Thank you for all those. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to acknowledge when the Lord's working in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And things change. He wants to be so real to every single one of us. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.